thank you for tuning in to the Wayback Chronicles podcast. My name is Keith Abbott, and I am joined by two of my lifelong friends, Noel Kirsch and Steve McKelkey. In the Wayback Chronicles, we are going to be discussing the greatest events that happened from the 1970s to today. As our listeners may recall in the last episode, we talked about how we we're going to close 1984 with a mashup episode. And really, this is just uh, a compilation of, of anything that caught our interest as we were researching 1984. Highlights, lowlights, political world events, um, toys, um, who was born when in 1984, who died in 1984, a variety of different topics. So um, I think this will uh, be a great way for us to finish 1984 and then. At the end of this episode, I believe we'll tell you what the next year is that we'll explore. So, all right, guys. So, uh, you know, we got we got time to do some mishmash, mashup stuff. What a mishmash. What's our strategy here? Who wants you, to go you, first? Used to be formally known as the greatest hits. Now it's a mishmash. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Introduced a new to- new uh, uh, word and new vernacular now into the cyberspace we, or whatever you want to call it we are trendsetters right. that's for sure so <laughs> you better believe it <laughs> okay well keith why don't you kick us off man that sounds good i'll tell you what I'll, I'll start with my toys i came up with toys in 1984 uh, i was 12 years old but i was still really interested in collecting figures and the like right and and i think at that time the two most popular items in my house, if they were going to be toys or action figures, would be Star Wars or G.I. Joe. And um, so two of the things that I wanted to highlight today were what I thought were the two coolest G.I. Joe toys that came out in 1984. Um, the first one, one was, the, and of course, you know, G.I. Joe was a good guy and Cobra was the bad guy. Um, G.I. Joe had um, a hovercraft called the Killer Whale. I don't know if you all remember this thing, but it was legit. It was huge. And that sucker had like depth charges and you could bring so many people into that sucker. And it was just awesome. I mean, yep. I think I tried to make it float, even though the caution thing said it doesn't float. I tried anyway, but it didn't. So it, they weren't wrong. <laughs> That's a challenge. It was, I'm like, I accept yeah. it. And I, it's like, I, I thought, well, and my mom was good. She said, well, why don't we just fill up Ziploc bags with air and put it under? I'm like, bless you. You know, so, so, and, it, and it worked a little bit, but then it kind of, you know, teeter tottered and went in on an angle, but that's okay. And then on the G, on the Cobra side, they had the uh, Rattler, which was the, the, that was about the time that the A-10 tank killers, the A-10 um, airplanes came out, the Warthogs. And so yes, they yeah, was it was blue. blue. Yeah, you remember? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. think they were trying to compete with how many missiles and things could they put on the underbelly yeah. between the, the <laughs> GI Joe had yes. the F-15 and then they had the Rattler, and it was like yes. if they could find a spot on the belly that had like any ounce of space, they were going to put a missile there. It was the best thing ever. And you could shoot it right, like you could load little the. It was like a red missile you could load into the thing, and then actually so. I think so. I think that was one of the few things because yeah. I think somebody a while back they stopped doing things you could shoot because people were choking some moron you know runs it everybody yeah don't shoot it into your mouth and don't, swallow don't look this at stupid it push thing. the red button come on but anyway so but yeah those, those to me those two <laughs> stood out i remember the christmas morning that i got both of those and i was like that is awesome you know so, so but between those <laughs> and, uh and and those two toys I, I think that would just kind of be where i felt on my toy aisle were the two best toys that came out in 1984 so uh, yep. Did either one 100%. of you look up toys that you all liked or? I had a couple of them. I actually had one. The, I don't know if y'all remember this or not, but the hacky sack. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. Yes. I mean, 
I know that was, that was 1984. I remember I going to, so my mom was a, I was 10 years old, but my mom was the assistant band director at our high school. And I remember going up to, uh, you know, going up with her to the high school and seeing all the high school kids out like in a circle, you know, kicking the hacky sack around and stuff like that. And between band practices. So like they would practice and they'd take a break during the break, all the kids got together and were like kicking a hacky sack around. And it was the coolest thing because high school, high school kids were doing it. And, um, anyway, I got my own hacky sack and I was like, Oh, this is going to be so cool. I'm going to do it just like the big kids did it. And I just remember absolutely sucking at it. So I was like, well, maybe I have other talents. It's certainly not to be a hacky sacker, but that was, that was 1984. It's one of the things I found in, uh, in my research of 90 of 84. Awesome. Keith, were you good at the hacky sack? I remember going out to my, my parents whenever, every, every, um, summer, like we had one destination that we'd always go to. And it was to the West coast. We would stay for two weeks and either stay a full time at Huntington beach, California, and then go hit Disneyland. And then there'd be other times where we'd go South to San Diego, like spend a week in, in, the Anaheim Huntington beach area and then go down to San Diego. And I remember the first time I saw it was at the beach. Um, all a bunch of guys that were teenagers it's same thing. Noel is like, mm-hmm. I looked at, I looked at them like, how hard could it be? Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was just, I mean, I, I finally got to get pretty good at it after too many hours of practicing when I should have done homework, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I totally remember the hacky sack. I, I remember seeing yeah. them play, play with that on the beach and I'm like, that is it's the dumbest it, thing ever, but I want one so bad, you know? It looks so easy too, but it it's, it's not. It did, It's yeah. like surfing or something. Surfing looks, to me, it's like, hey, how could it be? You just get on a board and you like ride around the water or whatever. Right. Mm-mm. No nope. water up the nope. nose the whole time. Yeah. Exactly. Skateboarding's the other thing too. It looks so easy. You try it and you're like, nip, 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 nip. Oh, no, yeah. I'll stick to walking. I am not going to be a, a skateboarder either. Right. So. No what are like Noel, you know, I I never use my hacky sack unless we were going on a band trip, and because uh, I knew everybody else was going to have have theirs with them, and so yeah, you, you could tell who was serious about the hacky sack because theirs was sort of like worn and it was soft, yeah, yeah. and yes. it, it was sort of like almost like a pancake in a way whenever it laid yeah. flat. Well, mine was that that dried out, <laughs> shriveled up one that that was like you know getting you know trying to kick a golf ball. <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, I'm sure somewhere in, in the boxes of stuff my, my parents have up in their attic is there's probably still a hacky sack in there. I hope there is. That'd be cool to see it. <laughs> uh, oh man, yeah. good old old hacky sack. So, uh, Steve, do you have any toys? I still see them sometimes on shelves. Like they're still you really, up, yeah. I saw one a while huh. back, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe they still have those things." But I mean, every, <laughs> everything from the '80s is back. Am I am I wrong? Yeah, it's I mean, true. It's, no, it's, totally. And, and why why even argue that it was the best time for anything, in my opinion? But that's okay. Yeah. So absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, Steve. I mean, sorry, didn't mean to cut you so, off. So I mean, I, I didn't research to see what toys came out in '84, but I know I was 11 years old at that time, and uh, that was really the time where I spent uh, a, a lot of time out you know, in the driveway playing basketball. Oh. And uh, so, and y'all know that was about the same, you know, I, 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 I had discovered Larry Bird two years prior. And so I'm like, okay, this is, you know, that's the dude I want to be. And uh, of course I never grew up tall enough or had near the skills that he did, but uh, you, you've got skills, man. They're, they're not Larry Bird skills, but they're, you got skills. Don't sell yeah. yourself short. Add had skills <laughs> if, we're talk- <laughs> yeah. if we're talking about basketball <laughs> but uh no it was um it was uh, uh 
yeah, gosh, I mean, I know I still had, you know, I had the Star Wars toys and all that stuff, but I'll be honest, I had no, I have no idea when those came out. And I know my parents will have all of them, but I'm sure it's like, you know, Star Wars toys that are repaired or have, they're taped together. There's, there's, there's no value in anything that I still have toy wise because we play with them and, you know, wreck them all up and play Dukes of Hazard with our Star Wars stuff. And, so, you know, as we were researching 1984, I'm always sort of curious about um, how cost of living has changed. And um, especially considering what we're 39 years later. Yeah. 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 39 years later. And and so, you know, there's some things like I was, I was looking at this like, wow, I wish it was still 1984. And then also I'm glad for that we've made progress since then. But uh, so the yearly inflation rate in uh, the USA back in 84 was 4.3%. Cool. compared to the current 7.7 dang so probably 4.3 at time may have been considered a little high yeah. i would guess um mm-hmm. considering probably some of the challenges we had earlier in the decade but uh um uh, you know keith the dow jones ended at uh 1211 points oh my um, gosh 1200 uh, so, yeah, yeah 1211 points currently uh most recent <sighs> close was uh, i think we closed 2021 at a little over thirty six thousand points so uh <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. Oh my goodness. That's wow. Crazy. So, so I, this next is when I wish it was, uh, um, I guess when it comes to interest rates on bank accounts and stuff was, uh, you know, Federal Reserve was 10.75%. Yeah, that was the then. 80s were double digit interest. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's when a lot of people made money. And uh, current uh, seem what, three and three quarters is where we sit on average. So yeah, a little uh, different. Crazy stuff. New house back then, brand new build, eighty six thousand uh, dollars. Current is about plus interest, right? Yeah, four hundred ninety three thousand now is the U.S. average for a new home build. Really, ninety three? That's four hundred ninety three. Really, four four hundred ninety three. Oh, 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 I thought you said ninety three. Okay, four hundred. I missed. Oh, I missed the four. I heard. The, I heard ninety three too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like wow. Oh, I wish. Yeah, we'd all be building. No kidding. Uh, so an existing home uh, average was seventy two thousand uh, back then. Uh, now it's about four hundred twenty eight thousand dollars. So, uh, Dang. and this one next this next stats were disappointing because the average income back in eighty four was about twenty one thousand six hundred. Uh, according to my Google search, it was uh, a little. The current salary now is average of thirty seven thousand four hundred dollars. So you can think about 39 years later, not a ton of progress uh, from an income standpoint, considering mm-hmm. how inflationary things uh, increase. So I hope I, I I can't verify that number is actually correct or not. That's that's the most common number or you know uh, range of pay that I found, and you know to only be at 37 thousand now seems like we haven't made that much progress yet. But um, do they take into account every, the average of people quiet quitting? <laughs> Uh, who knows? <laughs> who knows how they ever legitimize? You know, how people are paying their uh, their income tax now. But yeah. uh, uh, you know, this reminds me of when we were college kids. Uh, uh, rent was three hundred fifty dollars on average. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, Noel had the fancy place, probably paying one hundred dollars a month for his half. Fancy. Yeah. Uh, a movie take was two dollars and fifty cents. How much? Two dollars and fifty cents. Wow. If you wanted to buy a new Corvette, you paid about $23,000. Wow. No idea how much they are now. I'm sure Noel has a better when, idea. Gas was like a, a $1.16 or something like that, wasn't it, for 
yeah, a dollar ten. Dollar ten, yeah. Yeah. I remember whenever I started driving in ninety, what was it? Sixteen. Uh, so yeah, nineteen ninety. It was like ninety nine ninety cents or something like, like ninety two cents or ninety three cents. Yeah. I remember when it hit a dollar, everybody was like freaking out, like, oh my yeah. gosh, it's gonna hit a dollar. Yeah. 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 It's it's showing here. I'm looking at the Chevrolet website and it's saying a new Corvette twenty twenty three model. Starts at sixty four thousand five hundred. I think that's before they put the engine in, though. So that seems that seems lower than I expected. Honestly, I thought it was going to be higher than that. Yeah. So interesting. Interesting. Yep. Yep. You can argue if the new Corvettes these days are as nice, really designed as the oh, ones back man. in eighty four. The newest but, model, I think, is the sexiest thing on the road. I, I, it makes yeah. double take every time I see one. I love it. it I mix it up with them like a McLaren every once in a while. Like, I, if yeah. I just don't take a if I don't take a, a long look at it, I'm like, dude, that's a yeah, it's a sporty sporty looking yeah. deal. So yeah. really nice. Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah there's so, go ahead. So a little, bit, a little bit there from a, just a cost of living standpoint. Uh, you know, really just uh, by the way, if you want to buy a new pickup truck, about nine thousand dollars. So oh. you know, today today those are you know forty for a base model. Oh yeah. yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Forty dollars for a used base model. Yeah, so uh, right. pretty crazy. I've been shopping for a truck because I want to be able to haul stuff around, and uh, not right now. It's not a yeah. curtains, oh, things yeah, like yeah. that, curtain rods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, potpourri. Yeah, we we looked at candles yesterday. Hey, <laughs> oh, when you need a truck to haul your wife's candles, Steve. That's what you know. <laughs> that's what you know. I can Same. tell you, the boxes that were full of candles when moving to this house was did not uh, did not travel in just one trip it was um uh, probably at least 10 boxes of candles oh god we have more now to so. borrow a phrase since we are talking about the 80s to borrow a phrase from nancy reagan just say no <laughs> i like it yep yep <laughs> interventions been attempted and failed so. <laughs> that's awesome uh, so, so speaking of Nancy look. Reagan, does anybody have any political information? Anybody look anything I, political? I, yeah, I think we're, if we're talking about 84, we can't not talk about the election in 1984 because it set some records. So um, they so there there was a first in 1984 in that Geraldine Ferraro was the first female to be on a ticket uh, on a major on a major ticket. So she was running as the vice president with Walter Mondale. Walter Mondale was the senator from the state of Minnesota and was running with Geraldine Ferraro against Ronald Reagan in uh, 1984. And to say that Reagan beat Mondale is an understatement. It's more accurate to say that he crushed Mondale because Reagan won 58.8% of the popular vote in 49 out of 50 states. So he, the only state he didn't win was Mondale's home state of Minnesota, and it netted him a record-breaking 525 electoral votes, which still remains yeah. the largest uh, electoral vote hall ever in a presidential election. So the month after the election, um, they asked Reagan what he wanted for Christmas, and he said, well... Minnesota would have been nice. <laughs> I love I love Reagan's one-liners and oh, his God, his yes. humor, man. He was he was freaking hilarious. He but was. And, and he was the first 
like, you know, I was born in 74. So, I mean, I was six years old in 1980. So, and I didn't really have much memory of like the Jimmy Carter years or the Gerald Ford years or anything like that. So really the first like time I really knew what a president was or had any idea, it was, it was, it was Reagan. It was a Ronald Reagan. So like he was in my mind, sort of like my first president, even Mm -hmm. though he technically wasn't, Mm -hmm. but I do remember the night, the, the 84 election. I remember that night because my parents are really, you know, really, they were sitting around the TV and, watching it, watching the returns come in. And I didn't really know why they were so hyped up because they never sat together and watched TV. It was kind of a weird event, but they were uh, um, sitting around the TV and, and watching everything and were very happy and went to bed early that night. I remember that. So it was like, wow, that was, that was quick. <laughs> everything, everything ended pretty early that night. So it was, that was my memory of, of that night. But like I said, I think, any talk about 1984 without bringing up the the presidential election was we could we could not talk about it because it was it was record setting and and historic in a lot of ways. No doubt, yeah. yeah. And I think that's really one of the the moments with Reagan is in that 84 election. It was, it was there was concerns about about his uh, mental well being and sort of you know similar to what we're hearing with Biden right now concerns there and uh, and you know. There was concerns, you know, was was he experiencing dementia, whatever, and and uh, I think y'all might might remember if you've watched the videos of of Reagan, um, you know, addressing that question. And he says, says I for one uh, will not let um, uh, the youth and experience of my of my opponent factor into this uh, uh, political process. And yeah, really. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if you remember watching that video, he took that drink of water. Put it back down in class. It was game on after that. So yeah. maybe had any doubts about his abilities. I think he erased it in that moment. For sure. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt about it. Can you, a... can you imagine? Do you think there's ever going to be a time? And again, I'm I'm not a big fan of politics. You all know this, but but mm-hmm. do you think there's ever going to be a time where um, that the 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 United States population decides to go with the person that makes the most sense to run the country instead of because we don't like the other person again. Do you think that's ever going to mm-hmm. happen? Because that that was clearly most of the people in our country thought this is the right way for our country to move forward. You know, and yeah. but now it's just I mean we're talking maybe uh, we're hoping for a swing state or two here and there. You know, but yeah. I just, I'm curious if our lifetimes again we're going to have somebody that that rallies the country for, you know, in that way. I don't, and I'm not talking Republican or Democrat, just whichever side, if, if right. they were going to go, okay, that might not be my party, but that's a no brainer. You yeah. know, I, I just can't imagine that. I can't imagine. What, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think it, I mean, if you look at the party affiliation numbers, I mean, it's not exactly, but it's kind of roughly like 30, 30%, let's just for simple math, 30% identify as Democrat, 30% identify as Republican. And that leaves 40% mm-hmm. that is in that, in that middle, like it's in that independent. Some of those are independents that kind of always go with Republicans or most of the time go with Republicans or always go with the Democrats or sometimes go with the Democrats, but they kind of, that 40% is the swayable middle. So, you know, you think in 84, you have the people that are committed, the 30% that voted Republican were always going to vote Republican no matter what. They voted for Reagan. Mm-hmm. And then some 20, what, 
20, what, uh, what did I say? 58.8%. So 28.8% of that 40% in the middle swayed all to Reagan. And I think that's, I think it's possible. Um, not likely because honestly, I think those people in that 40% that, that claim to be independent are really actually like Democrats or really actually Republicans, but just don't want, aren't comfortable with that tag or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it's, we're a highly politicized society and we're very, uh, I think social media has definitely made everybody pick a team. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. it's not okay to be, um, team purple. You have to be team red or blue. And, you know, it's, it's really, um, it's a really toxic environment. I don't think we, and we didn't have the the issue. I mean, we didn't have the kind of the warfare and, you know, a versus B red versus blue, you know, mentality, I guess that social media definitely kind of has woven into our society that we did. We have that today. We didn't have that necessarily back in 84. So I don't know. It's a tough answer to that question. I mean, I I would love to be able to say that, um, well, we, we vote for who's best for America, not what the, what the political affiliation or political party affiliation is. Um, I think some things need to happen first. I think as Americans, we need to be able to trust the electoral process again. And, mm-hmm. um, and I think that that is a major conflict. Um, uh, Noel's right. Social media uh, gives mm-hmm. everybody a platform to stand on and uh, everybody give a voice and, and be against something before something, no matter what it is. I mean, you know, it's um, cost of bread. Oh my God. So ridiculous. You know, you hear people just picking on, picking up anything they want to complain about. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, you know, maybe it requires social media to say, Hey, look, you know, we, you know, this is going to be more, go back to social uh, aspects of our life instead of, you know, the political and governmental parts of our life. And that'll never happen. I know it won't, but uh, you know, I I guess key to answer your question is fingers crossed, maybe one of these days, but I don't know what's going to happen in our time frame. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So interesting. Sorry, tangent there, but that's, since we're talking politics, it's just funny to see that was a landslide obviously for Reagan and compared to what we're doing each year now or each election Mm -hmm. cycle now, it's just, it's so different. Interesting. So anyway, I think the thing that helped, helped Reagan was, um, you know, we were, whenever Reagan was first elected um, in 80 or 81, whatever it was, uh, we were afraid of the Russians and, and we were afraid of communism and uh, we, we felt like it was a huge threat to, to our country. And uh, even before Reagan was ever president, he was clearly anti-communist and uh, all this time as, as a governor and even as, as an actor, he, he spoke out against uh, communism a lot. And I think... Um, he created pride in the U S again, because he basically is a person that got credit for killing the cold war and, uh, winning the cold war. And so, um, all really a psychological war. If you think about it, at the end of the day, we didn't fire weapons at each other. We didn't, uh, you know, jump on each other's, uh, uh land to, to fight. It was, it was uh, a psychological thing. And yeah. And, yep. uh, so it was, you know, as, I still remember the moment where yeah, I'm totally going to botch this up. So we probably leave this out of the episode. Berlin but, wall. Well, the Berlin wall thing, I mean, yeah, that was powerful right there, but there, there was a, there was a meeting between Gorbachev and Reagan. And then it was, I think it was Switzerland or some, some neutral land. Anyway. So, so Reagan's already there. 
he's waiting out front. He's wearing, he's wearing his dress, just a dress shirt and tie. And Gorbachev gets out and he's all bundled up in a heavy jacket and, and, and the, the, the stocking cap and all that stuff. And he just looks like this, this weak, cold person. And Reagan comes out, just, you know, looks him straight in the eyes, goes, we got some things to talk about. Let's go. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, it's, uh, you know, it just, it was very clear at the moment who, who the power, most powerful person in the world was at the time. Yeah. Reagan, so yeah. pretty neat. Yeah. I I, the details are. That was an interesting time to live through for sure. You know, I don't think at, uh, at the time I really wasn't aware of the significance of all the events that were happening, but looking back on it and understanding now as an adult, looking back at that time, it's like, man, that was, that was special. And I mean, it definitely has shaped the shape, the world we live in, not just the U S but the world. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty, pretty amazing time. And, um, yeah, so and we're not, uh, we're not gonna, I think this is, I think it's a good conversation about politics without getting, cause start talking about politics and everybody's, everybody sits up straighter and like, what are they going to say? Like, we're not going to, we're not yeah, going to pick yeah. sides here. That isn't this kind of, pot. there's plenty of them out there for that. And there's plenty of websites. This is a break. Pick your poison. This is a break from all that mess, but, uh, just to, um, appreciate the historical significance of, of this election. And in other years, when we talk about it, other years, um, you know, that the Wayback Time Machine wants us to talk about, and there's a election where Democrat won. Well, we'll talk about that one too, just like we did this one, but yeah. it isn't just because it's Reagan and he's a Republican or whatever. It's just, this happened this year and it's still, there's some records that were set. There was historical, yeah. uh, events had happened. So it's definitely good to talk about. We'd be remiss if we did not talk about that election, especially it was definitely oh, sure. a historical marker yeah. there. So, yeah. for sure. so speaking of the Wayback time machine, uh, you know, an example of how technology is helping us produce this, uh, this uh, uh, Wayback Chronicles podcast uh, technology has no doubt advanced immensely, you know, uh, in the 39 years since 1984 happened, but uh, there are some pretty cool things that, that, uh, that was introduced to the world in 1984 in the world of technology. Uh, y'all want to share a few of them? Well, I think, yeah, I think the the biggest one and kind of the one that set the stage for things to come was, and we talked about the commercial um, during the TV um, and the sports, all of those episodes was the the introduction of the Mac. Uh, Apple mm-hmm. introduced the Macintosh at the Super Bowl that year. Um, and it just, it really set the standard with the, you know, the mouse. I mean, think about having a mouse. Yeah. Is there any trackpad, mouse pad, or any computer that doesn't, I mean, other than the touchscreen or tablets, you're, you're pretty much yeah. using a mouse in everything you do. And that was really the, it, it, I don't remember if it was the first computer to do it, but it sure was the one that set the standard as having, having one with you. Um, so, mm-hmm. but yeah, that, that, uh, that 1984 ad during the Super Bowl was funky. I think if I remember right, that was the, the last time that commercial was ever played. If somebody, I think somebody yep. mentioned that, but, but yeah, what a cool, cool introduction. And, uh, yeah, like, like you say, the, just the, the, the floppy disks that went in there, uh, the, the different size that just all in one little console. I, I don't know how many times I played lemonade stand and a wagon trail. And I don't know how many times I got dysentery, you know, playing. You that. Died of dysentery. Right. But you have died of dysentery. I, died. Man, who, I really thought it was going to be a bigger, be a bigger deal. Y'all. But yeah. anyway, um, I used to think dysentery was like the thing that killed everybody. Yeah. You know, I know. Like, my God, exactly. I've died so many times I mean, of this. I know. Yeah. The, uh, the way back time machine was telling me that 
uh, she really had the hots for the Macintosh when it first came out. Oh, and, really? Uh, <laughs> really? And, uh, you know, you should ask her about it next time you talk to the Wayback Time Machine. She gets sort of embarrassed. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, this is going to be an interesting conversation. Yeah. I want to hear, hear that. <laughs> it's nice to come back from the future to see how much these guys tell stories. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, another technology news uh, related to computers, and this is sort of a local story too, but Dell Computer Company was founded in 1984 in Austin, Texas. So uh, the three of us, Steve, Keith, and, and myself are, are in Texas. So this is sort of a, a local thing. And Michael Dell was the founder of Dell Computer Company, founded it in his um, dorm room in the University of Texas. And uh, that was kind of a rags to riches entrepreneur story and kind of a neat, neat story. Still, still going strong today, Dell Computer is. But um, while we're talking about technology in 84, I thought I would slip that in there. Yeah, but. that's a good one. That was a good one. Yeah, a lot, a lot of this was really kind of where computers were starting to really become the deal. Yeah. You know, it was like the the cell phone release day for computers was back then, you know, like how, how now everybody's trying to outdo each other with cell phones. That, that was the time where Windows and Apple were trying to compete for what was the best computer. Yeah. Fun times, fun times. Well, guys, we've been going for a little while here on the 1984 mashup. I think uh, there's probably enough, enough stuff here to maybe continue on another episode. So uh, let's take a break here and uh, we'll pick this up in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Wayback Chronicles. All shows are written and produced by Noel, Keith, and Steve. Massive thanks to those who made these memories possible for us through the years. All songs, sounds, and effects have been attributed in the comments section and through links listed on waybackchronicles.podbean.com. We look forward to taking you way back again in the very near future. 